I'm not I'm not shy when it comes to talking with those boys and Hunter Campbell was just walking in the back entrance and I was like yeah Hunter and he was like oh good fight man I just watched it then and I was like hey what do you think me and Nate Land you are download the all-star app make your picks for UFC fights challenge your friends level up and win prizes link in description get it now all right Jack um you're in Canada man of all places I am. I'm in Edmonton, Alberta. Alberta. Where? Alberta. Why? Um, I used to live here back when I was uh, a young fella. Like when I, I, I moved here when I was 18, I was probably just a little too young to, to turn pro and start fighting. So um, my coach told me to take a little bit of time off and mature a little bit. So I ended up up in Canada working for one of my dad's friends. And um, now I'm up here just visiting everyone, which is good. I haven't been I haven't been back here for like seven or eight years, so it's really nice now to come up and, and see everyone and see all the places from back when I was a bit younger. No doubt. What were you doing? I was just playing rugby and teaching kids how to swim. Swim? Yeah. Yeah. You have a swimming background? No, I can, but no one in Canada <laughs> knows how to swim, so it's, it's easy pickings. <laughs> all right, I see you. I see you. There you go. You got a hustle, right? You got a yeah, hustle. Yeah, yeah true. All right. True Blue Swim School. It was like an it's like an Aussie swimming company that teach kids how to swim. So it's pretty good. All right. Um, anything special you're doing up there? Like, are you visiting any spots or anything like that? Um. Yeah. Uh. So I'll just hang out in Edmonton. I'm kind of just relaxing. Um. You know, I've got so many people I want to see up here. And then um, on Wednesday, I'm going down for fight week in Vegas. Okay. Because obviously we got Jack Dalla, Jimmy Crute, Whitaker, Volko, Shannon Ross. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm going to be trying to get, get as close as I can to the front row there and watch those boys kill it. Yeah, it seems like they're having the Sydney card in Vegas for some reason. Yeah, yeah, but I'll be on the, I'll be on the Sydney card. So have no fear. It, it's locked in. We'll, uh, I'll be on the Sydney card. All right, let's talk about that. I want to rewind to the fight first, all right? Let's talk yep. about, um, you know, Jamal Emmers. You got the split decision win over him. Have you gotten a chance to sit down and, and, and dissect the fight? Um, not 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 on re-watching it. I've dissected it a lot with my coaches just based on how I felt in there and what I thought happened. And, um, you know, we're all in agreement about it, um, about what I need to improve and, and what I did well. And, you know, I think, um, you know, I, every time I talk to you, you know, I'm pretty hard on myself. But the one thing I'm just trying to take from it, my coaches were fairly encouraging around um, – the fact that Jamal is really, really good. Um, and every time I fight, I've taken a big step up in competition and, you know, a big step up in pressure. And, and they're, they're, they were very happy with how I dealt with it all in the end. And, you know, I had visa pressure again this time. I know I explained it to you about contender series, but I had the exact same thing this time where it literally came down to the wire where I went into my coach's office after training one morning and I said, okay, if we don't have this visa by what day, like what day are we going to message the UFC and say we're not coming anymore? Like we just can't do it. It's going to be too short notice. And we said, all right, if there's no visa by this Friday, then the fight's off. We'll just say, look, we can't get over there in time. We're going to wait until Sydney. Um, and then the visa actually came on the Thursday. So it was like it literally came in 12 hours before our deadline in terms of when we were going to pull in, pull out. So then I got over, like probably I got over, when did I fly in? I flew in on the Wednesday night and then I had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, started cutting weight Sunday, 
wait in Friday for Saturday. Um, so it was still a little bit like, like I know, like if you look at Jack Dalla, um, Jimmy, Whitaker, all those boys, they're all over two weeks out. Like, and so it, it's still, and, and me personally, I don't do, the, the jet lag hits me a bit harder than, than most people, I think. So I'm, I'm just, now I've got the visa, I've got it for 18 months. So now anytime I fight in the US, guaranteed, I'm over here two, two weeks out. And, and, you know, the UFC only pays for the accommodation from the Tuesday. And I got asked like, oh, well, are you sure you want to do that? Because that's like, you know, that cuts into your purse and stuff. And I'm like, fucking, I make double the money if I win or half the money if I lose. You know what I mean? Like it's an investment getting over here and making sure your body's good to go. So, like I said, I'm happy with it because it was a big step up. And I think I'm going to carry that this momentum on this two fight streak into a, into a performance where it's going to be a bit of a breakout performance in, in Sydney. And I'm hoping that I get uh, an opponent that will allow me to, to do that. Cause you, you know, you're a student of the game, you know, Jamal ch- literally changed pretty much his whole game every round. Like I start, I started to get my range and hit some good shit at the end of the first round. He came out completely different in the second round. And then, Second round was similar. I started to get my rhythm at the end of the round. And then third round, he came out and just started grappling. And then when he was grappling, it was it was like, well, I got back up once. I probably need to improve on that a little bit. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it was definitely a, a chess match, man. A lot of people describe that fight as a very technical matchup and, and a Super. lot of adjustments. Super high level. And, uh, you know, when you look at that fight and you look at the time spent in the octagon in front of the crowd, especially against the higher level fighters, it's going to be super beneficial, man, as you rise up the ranks, right? Cause quick finishes are all good and well, but it's like, man, that time is something you really need that time. And that's like, if it, even though, so like my performance, I think was better in Perth, but I felt like I was more comfortable and more present in my game plan and stuff in Florida. So like, and, and when I left, I left feeling like, Oh, I feel, I feel better for that fight. So now I'm just like I have this I have this feeling going into Sydney that once I step in there it's going to be another you know another step up for me again in competition but I'm going to be able to rise to it. Yeah, I like that you were honest about Emers and saying that he is the best opponent to date. You know, you approached it that way and yeah. and it showed in in the fight, man. Because if you would have underestimated Emers and he came out every round with a different style, it would have kind of fucked you up, right? For sure, for sure. And I still like. Dominic Cruz in DC in the commentary, I think about halfway through the second round, one of them, I don't know who it was, said, he goes, this is a really high-level fight and we're going to see both of these guys in this division for a long time to come. And I, I agree with that a lot. Like, I think Jamal's got a lot to give. Um, I think he, he can give a lot of people problems at the top end of the division. And I obviously think I can do the same, especially with someone a little bit style. It's going to be a bit easier for me to, you know, work around what they do. Well, Jamal's been around for a while, man. You're only that was your only like, second fight in the UFC. Yeah, there, it shows like where you're at, though, at yeah, such a, early in your career. We didn't speak much after the fight, but when we shook hands and stuff, he kind of looked at me and he said, "Man, for for 13 fights, I can't believe how composed you were then." Like he he was shocked at at that. And that's, that's a huge compliment coming from someone who's got, what, 28 fights, beaten Corey Sandhagen, beaten Alex Hernandez. Like, he's he's got some big scalps, and, and he didn't manage to get mine. Yeah, in his last fight, he he fought, uh, I forgot his name, but 20, he was like... That guy was 20. Like, I was I was a $3 underdog, and I'm coming in at, tw- at 11 and 2. 
So it's like, uh, I, I, you know, you can say what you want about it. I don't pay too much attention to the internet, but I know everyone's got ha- had a bit to say about it. But in my opinion, I'm, I'm just stoked with it. I went in there with a really high level guy and did, and did my thing and got the win. There you go. And, and, you know, you call for late Nate Landwehr for 293 in yep. Sydney. Have you talked to anybody about it? Talked to, yeah. Yeah. We talked to, I talked to, I actually, I caught Hunter Campbell on the way out and like, I like, I'm not, I'm not shy when it comes to talking with those boys and Hunter Campbell was just walking in the back entrance and I was like, yo Hunter. And he was like, oh, good fight, man. I just watched it then. And I was like, Hey, what do you think? Me and Nate Land, who are in Sydney, I think he, I said, I said, we can close the prelims or we can open the main card, but either way, I said, you saw what it was like when I walked out in Perth, like Sydney will be even bigger than that. And now I'm riding a little bit of momentum as well. And he like, he's like, I like that fight. I really like that fight. Let's talk to Sean and see what's happening. And then we emailed Sean and Sean's always pretty like Sean, 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 you know, he doesn't give too much away and he plays it pretty close to his chest. But I just emailed Sean and said, thank you for getting me on the card because, you know, by all rights, they could have just benched me until September. But I asked to fight and he, he went out of his way to make sure I got that opportunity. So I just said, thank you, Sean. I don't know if you saw, but I called out Nate Landhuer. Um, if we can do that fight in Sydney, I'd be really keen. If he's not available, then let's talk about, you know, who else we can get. And he said, all right, I'm reaching out to see what's ava- see who's available now and we'll, we'll get you on that Sydney card. So, yeah, that was my plan. This was, a, this was a step on the road. I wanted to get one in and then be able to fight in Sydney. Yeah, if you don't ask, you're not going to receive, right? And, yeah. and face-to-face is the best way. 100%. And like, that's what you were in my Perth fight when Bisping was interviewing me, he said, what do you want? I said, I want to fight in May or June and I want to fight in America. And then it wasn't ideal circumstances, but the UFC came through and did it for me. And then now I'm saying I want to be on the Sydney card and I want Nate Landhuer. You know, I think if you look at that fight, I think that's a really good fight for me stylistically, but I think that's a good fight for the fans stylistically because you get the hometown boy against the guy who's got hype behind him, who's a bit more experienced. And stylistically, like we're both just going to go in there and bang. Like I'm not going to sh- I'm not going to shoot takedowns early on Nate on Nate Landhu. I'm going to try and counter punch. I'm going to try and kick his leg. I'm going to try and keep him on the back foot. And he's going to bite down on the mouth guard and try and you know be the last to throw a punch in every exchange. So like that fight's just fireworks. I think Nate would love that fight to be honest. But it's just about whether he took a bit too much damage against Dan to back so quick. And if that's the case, that's the case. We'll find someone who's suitable. Who's option number two? If I had to pick, oh shit! Some anyone ranked fifteen to twenty on like tapology or something. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Just give me another step up. That's all I'm interested in. Just stepping up. Um, I'm trying to think. Like featherweights ranked fifteen to twenty. I don't know. Whoever. Someone. Someone fun. But just on Sydney, you want to be on that card, yeah, though. Like yeah. you well, gotta be. Are you gonna come down? You're going to fly down? I'm trying to, man. That's a big one, dude. That's a big one right there. Yeah. Yeah. You come down, you got to come because, like, I think, like, what, especially like Hunter and I, I think Hunter Hunter was there when I walked out of Perth. And it was like, Mm -hmm. I reckon, apart from Volk and Jack Della, I was easily loudest reception. You know what I mean? And I was like, I was on it like six o'clock in the morning. So now we do it in Sydney where it's a little bit more reasonable time and there's a little bit more hype. I think people will start to go, holy shit, like this kid's this kid's got a bit of bit of bit of following behind him and and we can build on that. And I still haven't had like a breakout performance. Like I think I'm you know, I don't know. I, I said I thought it was a C plus performance. Like I'm just chugging along in terms of my actual in-ring performances. I'm yet to have that one where I'm really happy with it, where I, you know, consider it a breakout. 
and I'm just going to keep my head down. Like, I don't mind doing interviews with you and those other guys who got me on when I was on the local scene. But as far as like, I don't do much media. I don't do a heap of social media promoting and shit like that. I just keep my head down, keep thinking about where I'm going and, and focus on that. Yeah, you're always looking to improve and you're always training and, and doing it. And, and I saw you spent some time in uh, Phuket. I just missed you at Craig Jones's camp. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I saw a couple of videos, man. How was it? How was, you know, going and grappling with someone like that? And, and there's so many other high level guys at that camp. Yeah, it was great. Like I only got the back end and, and got to roll with Craig a little bit. Um, I remember like I was watching the video in the comments and like the, the comments on YouTube are like, oh shit, this Jack can actually like grapple. And I was like, yeah, fucking oath I can't. Like, what do you mean I can grapple? And then the other comments were like, holy fuck, that guy's 145 pounds. And I was like, oh no, I'm not 145 pounds. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Craig, dude, like what can you say, man? You guys have a gem in Australia. That dude is like, and he helps everybody too. Yeah, he's, Craig's just like a, a G, like just what you see is what you get. He's one of the most likable guys on the planet who also just happens to be a freak, like almost generational athlete for something like jujitsu. And um, yeah, guys like Stylebender. Like I think he, 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 was with, he was with us at Absolute and then he's gone over to the US and he's still involved at Absolute and he's still involved at MA1, which is the company that um, sponsored me for all my gear as well. Um, and so we've always had a little bit of access to him, but then Volk got him in obviously and Volk spoke so highly of him that style bender got him in and then all these guys they're all just homies now and it's like it's a similar situation with me involved like and now I've, I've only met style bender recently but these guys are all people who i look up to and now i get to hang out with them and and they're all just such good dudes and everyone willing to help each other out when it comes time like volk i was going to go up and help volk and volk volk's happy to come down and help me if i need it and you know it's uh it's we've got a bit of a renaissance of australian mma and new zealand mma at the moment and, you know, I'm happy to be in the middle of it and, and get my turn to put my stamp on it. Well, it's, I feel like it's two generations. Like you're the newer generation. They're kind of like the ones that have already been established and they're they're kind of, you know, doing their thing. But, you know, at least they're ushering you in. You know what I mean? They're kind of yeah. like taking you in and saying like, yo, you're the yeah. next guy. Let's do it. Well, you know what? Like there's a big thing in MMA and I've seen both sides of it, right? Where you come in and you're a talented young guy and the older guy wants to keep their foot on the back of your neck and like, and they treat you like that. Like they, you know, try like be mean, kind of like take their licks on you when you're inspiring and, and they want you to know that they're the big dog. And then you've got other guys like Volk, for example, who is like all he wants, the better you are, the better training partner he has. So he, don't get me wrong. He'll put it on you when he needs to, when he's training and stuff. But his whole attitude is that he wants you to get better. And I've, I've, I'm trying to be really conscious of that because now I'm one of those guys that people in the gym look up to and that sort of thing. I'm trying to be really conscious of what, which guy do I want to be for my teammates? Do I want to be the foot on the back of the neck guy who's trying to keep people down or do I want to be the guy that helps lift people up? And, you know, I've had good role models in that and with, you know, Callum Potter and Alex Volkanovsky and those guys. So now I want to be that for the younger guys. Shout out to Callum Potter, man. Yeah, man. people people forget how he's an OG right there, okay. dude of Australia MMA. Nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing he didn't do in Australian MMA. And the thing is that, like, he did it without 
without that help. Like I've got these dietitians now who can help me cut the weight and know what they're doing and that sort of stuff. He was doing it all off his own research. And, you know, I've got coaches who are super specialized and stuff. And for a lot of that, he didn't have that. He was putting together the pieces himself. And, you know, he was happy to pass that on and make sure I didn't make some of the mistakes he did. So, yeah, Cal, Cal Potter's an OG, OG. Jimmy, Jimmy Croup, man, I know you're cool with him. And, you know, did you train any with him while yeah. you were preparing? Get together in, in time. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm so confident in saying this. Like, you are, you, whatever you expect is going to happen this weekend, expect Jimmy Croup to come out and be different than what you've seen. Like I've never, I've, I've spent the majority of my adult life around Jimmy and I know, knowing him, I know when he's switched on and when he's got other stuff in his head and he, the amount of growth that he's gone through in the past, like sort of 18 months to two years. And I feel like he's on the other side of it now. And he's, he's this happy medium where he's back to being himself and being relaxed whilst also being super focused on what he's got to do. I feel like it's going to be a fucking vintage jimmy crew performance this weekend and i'm so pumped to be there in person to watch it yeah extremely talented guy did you see the photo that he posted in vegas yeah, just yeah. recently and everybody's yeah. like good luck marvin yeah <laughs> he yeah. looks like marvin we were just talking about that upstairs it was like you see like it's like hey you going that's vittori well, you see like i don't know if you saw when um jamal had to shave his head to make the weight yeah. all the comments were like you ain't slick we know you swapped in bobby green like <laughs> Uh, the internet's undefeated, bro. You can't fight it. For real. And, you know, it's, it's, I see what you're doing, though, a little bit. Like going back to Vegas, Dirk International Fight Week, and getting into their, like, Sean, you, you're going to run into Sean Shelby, too. You know what I mean? You'd be like, yo, like, let me get an update, man. That's, uh, you know, I think that's something like fighters don't, I don't know if they don't, but they, they need to do a little bit more is to yeah, get well, into the face. Yeah. Well, I messaged, I messaged the, the UFC. And said, hey, I'm paying my own way. I'm going to be in Vegas. If anyone pulls out of the expo or you need anyone to show up and do something with fans, if you need anything like that, hit me up because I'm available, right? And, you know, I know, like, if you look at the list on that expo list, I'd be a fish out of water in terms of, uh, you know, what I've accomplished in the UFC compared to the people who are actually in that expo. But that doesn't mean I can't be along and, you know, you, you know. Yeah. I've, I've, you can make some fans day just by sitting down and having a five minute chat with them. And then they'll tell 20 people about how good that interaction was. So just being around it, I'm happy. Like the fans are why we get to do this sport. So if I can be there and, you know, be a bit of a fan myself for the week, whilst also representing the UFC in a positive light, then that's what I'm going to do. There you go, man. That's why people love you, Jack. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. You do your thing, man. Um, one last question. How disrespectful is it to actual fighters? that people are talking about Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk fighting each other in the octagon. Yeah. Like, and everyone's just so happy to jump on it. And, you know, like, I don't care about people make like, for example, YouTubers when they want to fight to make money, right? Like I don't, I don't hate on anyone making money as long as you say it is what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we're not good fighters, but we're going to fight. But my problem with like the Zuck and the Elon shit, right. Is that, if Elon Musk was going to play Mark Zuckerberg in a match of tennis, right? They said, yeah, we're doing this match. It's the tennis match. No one gives a fuck, right? Because it's like, you guys aren't good at tennis. Why the fuck would we watch that? Yeah. So then you say, okay, we're going to have a fight. And you go, well, they're not fucking good at fighting. So why are we watching? And the, the answer to that is just, we all just like a bit of violence, right? Mm -hmm. So 
everyone want people want to watch because they want to see maybe one of them get beat up which even that I'm okay with but don't masquerade it as a UFC fight in a cage or whatever just fucking go fight on the street Elon and Mark if you want to fight like don't don't piss on us and tell us it's rain and that you're having this MMA fight or whatever you just people just want to see one of them get beat up and that's not what we do like the the guys in our position have worked their whole life to be as good as we are and to do what we do and then you know I don't consider it disrespectful. I just don't understand it. It's like I wouldn't, I wouldn't fucking pay to watch Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg play tennis because they'd be fucking shit. You know what I mean? I'm not going to pay to watch them fight because they're going to be fucking shit. There you go. You know, I forgot who was saying this, but they, they were, they were kind of agreeing with you as well. It's like they don't want to see that fight happen because these could be like the future leaders of the world. Like they could be in positions of government. Why would yeah, you that, want it, them to fight in a cage? Yeah, it was what's his name? Um, the fucking monotone voice guy who interviews everyone um really smart guy lex friedman lex friedman he's like okay. i don't i don't want to see these guys these are the leaders of free thought in the world and stuff like why do i want to see them fight each other and for me that's my position as well because it's like we don't want to see it as a sporting spectacle because we know like we i know those guys i've seen videos of them training they're trash like like sorry there's lots of good people who can't fight and that's them um i don't i, I just don't have any interest in it there you go. Jack, man, always appreciate you taking the time to to talk to me. And uh, we'll hope hopefully I'll be in Sydney, man. We'll, yeah. we'll run into this face to face. We'll do some face to face stuff.